Hey there, thanks for tuning in again. I'm just leaving an interview, a uh, recommendation from Ian Carrick. I uh, just spent the um, last hour or so um, with this really kind human um, and just kind of spent the entire time um, feeling surprised and, and, and happy and uh, I'm really excited to share uh, everything that I heard today. Um, I didn't I didn't know anything really uh, about this person and um, I really like it like that. I, I try sometimes I even get their name but I won't even look up who they are or what they do because I really like to go into the clean slate and um, today's interview is just uh, really full of rewards for that. Um, so um, I hope you're excited to uh, learn some learn some more and I'm happy to introduce you here to Tiffany. Thanks a lot. We're rolling. Okay. How old are you for the record? Uh, how old am I? I'm 35. Cool. <laughs> I sometimes forget because it's, just, it's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, who are you and how would you describe yourself? Oh, um, who am I? I'm a lot of things. I mean, my name's Tiffany Barnum Hess and I'm a dancer. I'm a coach. I'm a healer. I'm unapologetically these days me, which has been a journey and is continuing to be a journey and a process of just rediscovering who, who I am. And moving to Ben two years ago has been a huge part of that, mm -hmm. leaving my corporate job with no plan. Um, and then moving to this town and having a period of total isolation, not knowing anyone, and then really just finding dance, finding community, letting go of all these old stories about how life should be, what it means to be married, what it means to work, what it, what like, you know, the achievement <laughs> journey of college, marriage, job, kids, house, you know, really just clearing all that away to really figure out who I am. And really just embodying love as much as possible mm. for myself, even when I suck, <laughs> and for everyone else, even when it feels like they suck, mm -hmm. and finding that compassion and trying to hold that in all interactions. Mm. I mean, you talk to people a lot. I talk to, I've probably coached thousands of students in my time, mm -hmm. and I talk to people everywhere I go. People come up to me, grocery store. I could be on top of a mountain. <clears throat> and so people come and share their stories with me, and I, I feel like I attract that. And so I feel like part of who I am is to be, to shine my light as much as possible so that hopefully others can do that too. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that, um, did you start to take that course a little bit later in life, or have you, have you always kind of felt like that light and wanted to be that for, for everybody? Hmm. I feel like I kind of was always there. I grew up with a lot of chaos um, and was always handling the things, um, help even very young age. And I didn't really know what it meant to shine light in that way. It was just, a, it was just like there's something happening somebody needs to take care of it the adults aren't doing it I guess I'll do it hmm. um, 
and then it was probably when I was 15, I actually moved away from home. I was raised by my grandparents and then went to live with my great aunt and uncle because I wasn't doing well and I knew I had to leave mm. or I might not exist. Um, and started to find the light because growing up in a lot of darkness um, and just being seen for who I was and being seen for some some value that I could provide to the world outside of just trying to survive. Mm. And so, yeah, I've always, I've, since then is really probably when it sparked that kind of first awakening, I guess, if that's what we call that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, whether it was a spiritual awakening or not at 15, it was just a very strong call to go and do something mm -hmm. and really get, get there mm. wherever there was. Mm. And I do a lot of, that's a lot of what my private coaching is or has evolved to is a more spiritual based not in any like prescribed way, but in a more holistic way. Mm. Um, and then it's just, it's, it's through that lens that I, I take, you know, I try to get into my alignment and figure out, you know, what feels good and take action from there instead of just reacting mm -hmm. all the time. Like I feel like so many of us do in traffic, mm -hmm. <laughs> like we were talking about. When you're angry or upset, you're going to react to things in a very different way than if continually coming back to, you know, I am a being, I'm a spiritual being, I, so is everyone else, mm -hmm. whatever beliefs are. We are these beings, and love mm. or fear is what we can do. I'm going to try and choose love as much as possible, mm -hmm. and when fear comes up, hold it, recognize it not push it away and love it too mm -hmm. until I can get back to that state. Mm. Yeah. Great. I've been asking a few different versions of these questions and okay. through the course of the project, uh, I've come to decide for now, this could change in the next interview, but uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that the point, you know, of this in, in some capacity is to put out some positive information, positive news out into the world. Um, but I don't think it all has to be, you know, bright and shiny. And sure. um, I think I'm beginning to realize that um, some of our pain is what we have in common and, and, and what we do with that pain. Um, so I guess in that vein, you know, w what is it about this life or society or how we get along or the world or however you want to, you know, however you want to answer it that concerns you or what, what makes you sad or breaks your heart, but what motivates you to do something about it too? Hmm. I think the things that break my heart and just, you know, right to the gut are just when I see people struggling with the pain. I mean, I've certainly been there. Um, and still, ha you know, I'm not happy, shiny all the time. In fact, um, pretty realistic when it comes to like, yeah, sometimes things suck. Doesn't mean I'm any less valuable or worthy or anyone else. And I think that's been my like, man, you know, things can really be shitty. Mm. Um, I can also be really shitty. Mm. I'm married with the stuff that happens. Um, and so what breaks my heart is when people don't actually believe that there's more or that they're worthy. 
and watching people just kind of like struggle and spiral in that pain without allowing themselves to break open. Mm. Like there's heartbreaking, but heartbreaking open. I feel like the cracks are where the light get, light gets in. Like there's a quote about that, and I feel like that's true. And in my moments of heartbreak, if I'm paying attention, if I allow it to just break me wide open, then that's where that's where the light is. Mm. And so that motivates me in the work that I do with, from the students that I work with on sometimes a more surface level, mm. but also my clients at the real deep. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to change my life. Or even at dance, you know, it's all about finding your own, finding out how to do your own dance and what that means and how to, how to allow and have compassion for others who are doing that too, even if you might not agree or whatever they're doing is triggering what we're doing or whatever. It's all a part of the journey and we're all in it together. Um, and I think where we get stuck, and I know I am guilty of this, is the judgment around it. Mm. Um, judgment of self is usually what's at the core of it, where you're like, what's that guy doing in the car? Why did he cut me off? And we've all cut people off because we're like, shoot, I got to get over here. And we don't always, in the moment when it feels like something's being done to us, I mean, it's really not. Mm -hmm. and that's not always where we want to go sometimes we really want to be angry <laughs> and feel really good about that and that's that's beautiful too mm -hmm. but also just being mindful of like oh this is happening for me for mm -hmm. me not to me at least that's my perspective it's mm -hmm. always happening for me do I want to engage with that or do I just want to be angry about it mm -hmm. today this mm -hmm. week I usually like to think that I get past things a little faster, but you know, it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> what do we mean to each other on an individual to individual basis? Hmm. I think it's such a beautiful opportunity to, to connect in such a, um, specific way. And, you know, we, we run into people all the time, casually, or our friends and family, but this is, it was really cool. I felt really honored when Ian had referred me to you to do this, because I love talking to people, even though as I'm very much an introverted person, just the connection that we can make, it's like, there's this human here, and we're having this moment, you've met my dog, we're <laughs> now connected, my cat might drool on you at some point, <laughs> um... And I feel really honored to invite people into my home, which I don't do as much as I used to because I just have small space. Mm. Um, and so I think this is a moment in time where we can take from it what makes sense mm. and go off into our next step, whether we never speak again or not. Um, something my grandfather used to say all the time is that we're made up of all the people that we've ever met, mm. whether just a quick like, hey, cashier, here's my money, um, or deeper relationships, however short along they are. And I find that to be true. Mm. Like, I'll be thinking about this probably for the rest of my life, maybe not every day, but um, the little impacts and seeds that we plant in our connections and interactions, I think, is what this is all about. Mm. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be part of community and I don't 
I don't necessarily mean like the geographic location that we happen to be in, but sure. you know, in this life, whatever whatever it is, with all these other people and all these different opinions and Yeah. Um what does it mean to be in community? We're always in community whether we want to engage in it or not. Mm. Um I mean I don't believe we're meant to live very isolated even though that's kind of what a lot of society, our society has created is this kind of separation and fed into that separation wound that we aren't connected. Mm. Um, I truly believe that we all are. Like I am still connected to folks that I've met 20 years ago that I might talk to once a year, but like they're still part of my community. Um, and having been in Bend for the last couple of years with the kind of community I've created here physically, um, it's been a really different experience because we all have our, you know, I guess I'll talk about myself, <laughs> my family growing up. It was a lot of like, you know, for the family, even when things are hard and even when mm -hmm. you're mad, you still come together mm -hmm. to do the work or have the celebration or those. And there's something really beautiful about that, um, to be able to come together for whatever's being called for, whether it's support of a particular person or a cause or to celebrate I mean we have dance every week is that it's a celebration of everyone in that room and it's not always the same people we have new people coming in and out all the time and so and it's a container for any anyone it's not always for everyone but it's for anyone mm. Um, to show up and be exactly who they are and to be held and seen. It's not all about happiness, ecstatic dance. <laughs> I think sometimes people feel like it's got to be joyful all the time, but I've cried my face off. Just whatever had come up and I'm there. And so I think community is about that, about people coming together despite differences and because of differences. Mm. I don't always agree with what all these folks that I work with so closely and hang out with so closely are doing or saying, but I still care about them mm -hmm. and can still hold them in compassion without judgment most of the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and knowing that anytime I feel judgment, there's something here. I'm trying not to hit the mic. There's something here that wants to be examined that I'm probably judging. And so communities are all about support and also the mirroring and the healing that we can do since I think we really are all connected more than mm -hmm. we'd like to believe um yeah yeah do you uh do you have a sense of purpose or some some sort of compulsion to to live with intention I do I don't know exactly what that is all the time but I think I feel like that was present as a child like it was like there's something here that I'm supposed to do and I think it's a question I've started asking almost daily, like, what am I being called to do today? How may I be in service of the highest good today? Mm. Sometimes that answer is to take a bath mm. and stay home. Sometimes that answer is go do this thing. Every once in a while, it's like, go to this random place that you would never go and show up and run into somebody you didn't know you were going to run into and have this beautiful connection. Mm. Um... I don't know if there's a specific purpose other than just showing up as whoever I am on any given day mm -hmm. and kind of surrendering 
a little bit to the universe or whatever cosmic flying spaghetti monster is controlling things or not, but just asking the question and following what feels true. I've, I've really tried to fine tune that sense of, is this in alignment? Does this feel the call or is it from a place of love versus obligation? Mm -hmm. And I've learned if I'm doing things because I feel like I have to, or there's someone telling me that I should, and it's kind of not, yeah, I just feel like it's an obligation. There's a difference there. And that, that's heavy and doesn't feel good to me. And it rarely feels good to the other person that I'm trying to do it for or with or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that purpose is, is to just show up in my full self, Mm. (laughs) whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. That's great. I, I, I think it seems like the busyness that seems to be so popular these days is uh, potentially getting in the way of people being their best self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, as a freelancer, you know, I cre- create my own schedule and ha- I, I'm like pretty time rich. Yeah, know? and and I really like that a lot. Um, and I, I run into a lot of people who are who aren't, you know. And I just wonder sometimes, yeah, if if, if people are so sure of their purpose that they're willing to sacrifice all of that time spent exploring what it might be, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I hundred I agree with that. I think I've been there, and I'm like I'm so busy, I don't have time to blah 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 X, text my mom or whatever. Yeah. Um. It's a story we tell, I think, to distract from the deeper stuff, whatever that is, the emotional work or Mm -hmm. connection, which can be really scary Mm -hmm. because there's also sometimes hurt and pain and heartbreak that's come from that for probably all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But the busyness is really, I think, a story we like to tell to feel like we're doing something when I feel like the greater purpose for part of what leads to greater purposes is is being more than doing Mm. but doing makes us feel productive Mm -hmm. and accomplished Mm -hmm. what uh, somebody asked me this Mm. a few interviews ago and I I really appreciated it it was a question I was contemplating inserting so it's not it's not a written down one but it's (laughs) one that I have in the brain what uh, makes you f- feel alive, and, and not so much like mm. in in the scientific like while well, I'm breathing. And, sure. You know, but, <laughs> you know what what is it that what is it that brings brings out that reminder of of life? <sighs> I don't know if there's anything specific. Certainly, for me. You know, being in service of some way, and I don't mean sacrificing like my own needs and desires to serve others or a greater purpose or whatever, but like that sense that I've done exactly what I like, whatever cosmic plan is happening, that I showed up and did it. And I think an example of this, um, as we're cleaning the house and doing stuff this weekend, I had this call to go clean up the backyard 
and picking up poop, which I never want to do. It's the last thing I ever want to do. Um, but I was like, great, we'll go do it. And Adam never usually does that stuff with me, but he was out there and we were chatting. And all of a sudden this car pulls up because it backs up to the street and guy jumps out and says, call 911. I'm like, what? you didn't run into anybody. What's happening? So Adam hands me the phone. I get on the phone and they're like, what's happening? I actually have no idea. I just did whatever. And he had a woman in the car who was unresponsive. And I guess he thought she'd maybe had a seizure and that's why they're on their way to the hospital. But she had become unresponsive. So he saw us just standing in our yard, pulled over. And um, the aliveness that comes from that is like, yes, I was helpful. I did a good thing. I'm also well-trained in crisis and things like that. So I was like, he couldn't have picked a better couple to be standing outside picking up poop <laughs> to pull over and say, can you help? And like, you know, we did the thing and they went off to the hospital. And I think it's kind of, for me, being alive is being present. Hmm. Like I could have stayed in the house and just like watched more TV or a thousand other things, mm-hmm. but to be really present and tuned into I don't know. I'm going to follow this nudge. I did that the other day where I was like, it's nine o'clock at night. I'm going to go buy some salt at the grocery store. And I ran into a good friend that I was like, I run into everyone. I run into people everywhere I go Mm. in this town. But this particular friend, I never run into him because we're partnering on stuff all the time. And I'm like, Oh, yep. There I had a thought. I was like, it'd be funny if I run into Ryan at the store. And I did. (laughs) Um, and I think in sharing that, it's the the presence and just clearing away the clutter and the stories and the shoulds and the supposed tos mm. to just say, yep, this is what I'm doing today. Mm. And being okay with changing the plan, too. Like when we were scheduled last week, so I was like, I have to do it. That's my commitment. And mm. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Mm. And I know that rescheduling isn't the end of the world. I don't care when my clients reschedule because I know that there's something else happening and that's okay. And it's probably a gift for me to have that hour mm-hmm. back for something else that mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed. That's great. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you'd like to ask me? I, I, I try to trade places. Yeah. This <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm usually doing a lot of the question asking with the coaching and, um, so it's nice to have that switch on occasion. <laughs> um, I'm curious about like, I know you said you kind of started the project to just get some more insight. Cause when the world feels so cold or dark or hard or just crazy. And I'm curious what your takeaways have been in terms of for you, just your own personal hmm. takeaway. I know there's that kind of like observer, uh, little more maybe detached perspective but i'm curious personally what this has been like for you Hmm. yeah it's um it changes you know sometimes it's frustrating like i said before right um sure sometimes it feels lonesome uh, to undertake a project like this alone Mm. it just comes with a lot of alone time and a lot of uh introspection right which can become tiresome um, and, 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 it, uh, you can, I can lose sight, uh, of lots of things, you know, sometimes I'm not really sure what I'm doing or why or for who, right? right? Yeah. So it means all of those things, it, it, which means again, like beyond that to me, just like 
resilience and, and my own strength and what I can tolerate and put up with in hopes that um, even though I can't always understand what it might be, there's some reason for this or some reward, you know, yeah. um, whatever that means, right? Like a, not, not, not a candy bar or a paycheck, <laughs> but, you right. know, whatever yeah. it might mean. Um, and it is building the case for human decency. And, mm -hmm. and so what I hope is that that will become more and more obvious to people that come across the project. Um, for other people that get down or for other people that are frustrated or for other people that have a hard time kind of, you know, seeing past the fog or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that we all, I think, it might even be true of everybody. I, I don't think I'll ever get the chance to interview everybody, but sure. um, <laughs> I think we all do care. And I don't know what it is that gets in the way of that so often hmm. but this definitely helps me understand that we all share a general concern yeah for one another or or for our existence as a species or you know insert some good thing there <laughs> at the end but uh yeah yeah it and depending on the day you know sure and <laughs> more that's that's more or less accessible yeah. to me. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would agree. I think at the end of the day, everyone has their, has a level of care about the world. And I think some of us get really lost or used to, get used to hiding behind. Mm. Or we, you know, we're all really these beings with a lot of wounds and stories from our childhood or past lives or whatever you know if that's something you believe in and we carry those forward and you know hurt people hurt you know when we feel scared or rejected or hurt we don't often react very well yeah. to other things and some people never stop to take the deeper look mm -hmm. and just continue to react and say well you did this to me and I'm a victim and blah 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 you know, if we take a look at Trump, he's a severely just wounded little boy who's never learned or never had been told, probably by many people, given his status, like, man, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you're just such a hurt little kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a choice. We always have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been thinking about something a lot lately, even about just kind of the worst of humanity's behaviors, mm. if the people, the you know, the perpetrators of those, if doing that thing resonates with them, if it feels in line with them, right? If like overt acts of racism or, or, or mm. sex trafficking or just like, you know, shooting some murder. I mean, just all the things that we tend to hear quite a lot about. I'm, it seems to me like it's some kind of a farce. It's definitely gone on, on too far right it, it's but it's like it's not it can't feel good I, I I'm kind of exploring this of mm. what it means to that person and why they do it because it I don't know that it can feel good you know and, yeah. and then w why do we do it that's kind of like if I could really tackle the issue yeah know, that's what I would really be interested to learn is is why do you why are you so stuck and committed to this idea of hate 
when it can't make you feel good. Yeah. I think a lot of us don't know what feeling good actually means. Right. And right. that, you, so there's this uh, distorted perception of what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, usually it's not good in that true sense, but in that maybe you feel more powerful <coughs> or more mm. better than or whatever. Sure. That's kind of a theory I've been playing with a little bit about, like, cause similar things. I'm like, how do we do those? I even, not that I've done any heinous crimes, but even when I'm a total jerk to my husband, I'm like, God, what was I thinking? That right. felt terrible. Like, in the moment, it's like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> and we've all done and said things, but in certainly the more extreme cases, yeah. where that comes from, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have anything to say in, in closing? Um, I mean, this is great. <laughs> I I mean, I really love this idea and the project. And when I learned about it, I just, you know, I got on there and started reading and listening, even, you know, folks that I know fairly well. Um, and definitely folks I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I'm curious what this person thinks. As someone who does similar things, even though I'm talking to students most of my day about like, oh, are you interested in this degree program? What are you looking for? But I'm also asking those questions from a place of curiosity because it's not often that we get to mm -hmm. without seeming nosy or mm. judgy or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so I really appreciate what you're doing as a whole in the community and curious to see what comes from this. Mm. Even if it's just like, here's a place to engage and interact and I'm more than happy to help because I know you asked about sharing on social media. like. I'll get, get it out there because I think it's cool. such a cool experience. Mm. Even sitting on this side, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do or say. I don't tend to overplan things like that anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm. Again, show up, see what happens. You never mm. know. Um, but I, I feel, I do, and I mean, I mean it. I feel really honored to be part of this with you for whatever this will do. And, um, I'm glad to have made this connection and see what else might come from it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm.